Hello and welcome to Doxacast. This is Addie Minna. And I'm Daniel Silver. And we are podcasting from the Ice Planet Hoth today, which is fortunate because we will be talking about Star Wars. Star Wars is definitely one of my favorites, my favorite series. I grew up on the original trilogy, um, and that's what we're going to be discussing primarily today. We're actually hoping to have episodes on all aspects of Star Wars, including the prequels, the Clone Wars, and the, the most recent films. Right, and also there's so many different things that you can talk about with religion and Christianity in Star Wars, but we just wanted to sort of get the ball rolling with a very basic overview of the Force and the Jedi as they are in the original trilogy, again, for the most part. No midichlorians. Yeah, no midichlorians today, and we will come back for plenty of other episodes about all of these other things that definitely need discussing. But for right now, what is the Force? So the Force pervades everything. That's kind of the concept that we're talking about today. And one of the things that it brought to mind for me was this more Eastern idea of panentheism, which is different from pantheism. And Eastern Christian or Eastern as in Eastern religions? Um, because with Star Wars, you can go both ways with that. It, it, so, it's, so it's actually a concept kind of found in both, actually, yeah. in both, both kind of Christ, Eastern Christian and Eastern other religions as well. And the, the main difference between like pantheism and pantheism is that in Eastern Christianity, the idea is that God is everything, not that God, not that everything is God, which is the difference, essentially. And, you know, when I was converting to Orthodoxy, one of the first books I read that was really interesting was by Father Stephen Freeman. And one of the things that themes that he discusses a lot is a one-story universe versus a two-story universe. And, you know, in, in Christianity, and especially in Eastern Christianity, there, you know, there's this concept of reality exists in kind of one form. You know, we, we live in a one-story universe where man and God interact. God is everything versus the more kind of modern view of a two-story universe where, you know, we have our earth here, we have our mundane affairs, and then almost in another dimension is kind of heaven and God. You know, when you think of like heaven, it's, it's kind of up there. You, you think of it, oh, it's like really high up, it's another dimension or something like that. And so I think there's a lot to agree with with the force where you know it, it, it's this idea of pervading everything there's something that ties all of us together right or de depending on sort of how you think of the force because you could also go very pantheistic with it too and again we're bracketing that part until we start talking about the other elements of star wars and the new trilogy and all of that but we'll bracket the force for right now uh, may the force be with you and with your spirit on though to the jedi and sort of the thing that you associate with Star Wars the most, I and mean, what is Star Wars without the Jedi, I guess, some of the new side trilogy things are starting to look into that with Rogue One and the Han Solo movie, but at the heart of Star Wars really is this monastic order, if you think about it, this monastic religion of celibate warrior monks. So yeah, I, I know that like there's something that they modeled the Jedi off of, at least in the initial stages, were the Desert Fathers. Yeah, so the Desert Fathers were a group of monastics in northern Africa and the Middle East who, you know, they were kind of the first monastics to go out and live in intentional communities and kind of develop rules of rules for the community. And one of the things that the Desert Fathers talk a lot about is the passions. These are kind of the animal nature that we, that we might have, uncontrollable nature. And so, you know, the, there's a quote from Abba... 
Vigarius, uh, where he says, what a man loves that he certainly desires, what he desires that he strives to obtain. And I think this has a lot, I can see a lot of that in kind of the Jedi, you know, denial of the passions, the celibacy, the denial of emotions as well. Yeah, and and that's something that obviously, like, the West also has, like, again, because of the Desert Fathers and sort of the way that the monastic tradition developed in the West, specifically in some of the cloistered orders, thinking of, like, the Trappists and the Carmelites and the Benedictines of sort of... And I think the Trappists in particular do this very well in keeping a very ordered and regular um, way of life so that they cultivate desire for God and like keep desire directed towards God as opposed to other earthly things. Yeah, and I think that, to bring it back to the Jedi again, you know, it, and I know we were saying, we were saying to the original trilogy, but you know, from a little farther out, there's kind of the Jedi Code, mm-hmm. uh, which is found in some of the extended universe things. And, you know, in the Jedi Code, it says... Uh, there is no emotion, there is peace, there is no ignorance, there is knowledge, there is no passion, there is serenity, there is no death, there is the force. And honestly, I, I feel like, well, maybe aside from the force at the end, like I feel like that could have been written by a desert father, or by, yeah. by a rule of, of monastics. Yeah, definitely. And also, not to, again, get too far away from the original trilogy, but you know, when you're looking at the downfall of the Jedi in the EU or in the prequel, trilogy at least some of the hypocrisy and some of the downfall of pride of the order comes kind of from varying from this path and varying from it's not even really about unbalance it's about sort of the sin of pride really more so than it is really about anything else that they're doing well i would also argue that you know you talk about monastics you know trying to flee the passion so that they can flee to devotion of Christ and I think that was I think that would be a problem with you know the Jedi or any other kind of secular monasticism is, is that there's no goal that you're going towards right. the, the goal of the Jedi is more kind of more universal peace it, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a bit of an abstract as to what they actually believe right well and, and I think that's part of like they start getting into politics as a and not really devoting themselves to the force or to whatever it is that the order was supposed to be focused upon yeah and so and so i i I think we see that i think we see that you know by by the trilogy you know which we're talking about you know the entire order is gone and and obi-wan kenobi i think has a much more humble attitude because of that i think uh one of the things that always spoke to me was his kind of humility and kind of the peace that he had you know Mm -hmm. when i met a monastic for the first time and and there was just this kind of aura of peace that he exuded um you know it reminded me of of obi-wan kenobi in in that original original movie and as a side plug go stay at your local monastery for a nice retreat it is great just plug out there for you know if you're orthodox if you're catholic if you're anglican you know even if you're not of those traditions you can still find your locus local monastery whatever one's closest to you on the internet go it's a great retreat just Thing and they're real. <laughs> yeah, meet the real Jedi. Unless you're in England, in which the Jedi are a recognized religion. Apparently. Oh, that's true. Don't go to those ones, though. So transitioning back to the original trilogy, there was an article that Addie and I just read recently. The myth and magic of Star Wars, is it over? 
by Deacon uh, Stephen Cardenas. Uh, yeah. um, and I just really liked his take on that, which was kind of the the conflict between religion and science, you know, senses and mysticism that's present in the original trilogy, especially mm-hmm. the first one, that really isn't present in, in the prequels. Yeah, I mean, the sort of knocking the whole reason for force sensitivity up to metachlorians in science terms kind of negates all of that. But if you go back to the original trilogy, you know, you're seeing people criticizing Darth Vader for, you know, holding on to that ancient religion or I, I know I'm getting the quote. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's sad devotion to that ancient religion. Yes. And, you know, and, and in that those scenes like in the Death Star are really interesting, actually. Like, you would almost think, oh, we're looking at, like, a company meeting on a Death Star. That should be boring. But there's so much subtext there because, you know, that Imperial officer, uh, the Grand Moff, you know, is also skeptical of Darth Vader's religion religion as well. Yeah. And one of the lines that I really like from Vader, which is interesting because, you know, he's, he's a Sith, obviously, and so he's not... <laughs> You know, he's not representing the best, you know, he's not representing the good side of the force. Right. But, you know, he, he makes a very tangent point, which is, you know, the power to destroy a planet is nothing compared to the force. And so, it, you know, so he still has this belief in this in this religion that is more powerful than the Death Star. Right. Which I, I find interesting, especially compared to the Emperor Palpatine, that one, it's Palpatine's empire, which is so technocratic and science focused like at the expense of the force and at the expense of this mystical religion and two also just like the personal difference in sort of their devotion to the force that vader and the emperor have really um vader still trusts it a lot more than the emperor really does at the end but yeah and it's really interesting to kind of contrast that with the the rebel leaders so you know when they're going off to attack the death star in the original the kind of benediction that the rebel leaders give you know is may the force be with you this is clearly a the rebels still clearly believe in this religion they still have faith in that um and it's interesting too the growth you see in han solo over the first episode you know his classic line you know i you know i don't believe in hokey religion and ancient weapons you know when i have a blaster right but he comes around eventually after seeing you know seeing is believing and he and he has faith eventually you know and, and in that end of that scene you know he says to luke you know may the force be with you as well right. well even you know other i wouldn't say rebels necessarily but those who aren't squarely in the corner of the empire like thinking of lando um aren't necessarily fully on board with the force from the get-go um and even luke doesn't seem to know like he's definitely interested but at the beginning at least isn't fully on it's more just like oh ben kenobi is awesome and oh he's a jedi cool i guess i'll be into the jedi now but it's not so much because of the force as it is because ben kenobi's awesome (laughs) And we really see kind of where the rubber meets the road with Luke and his belief in the Force at the end there in the trench scene in the Death Star, where, you know, you have this giant monstrosity of science and technology, and Luke's going down there and he has to destroy it, and, you know, he has that problem with his targeting computer. His his technology isn't working. He can't bring down the Death Star with technology, and so he has to turn off the targeting computer and use the Force. Right. And just trust in it and listen to it flowing within him um but i also like that 
you know, at least in the original trilogy, that trusting in it isn't the end of what mastery of the Force is. You know, he still has to go to Dagobah and train and put in the hard work of meditation and prayer and work. Well, there's like day and a half of training. Day and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Questionable how long he's actually there. Supposedly he goes off for longer periods of time after after Empire Strikes Back and does yeah. some more training before Return of the Jedi. Uh, but yeah, there, there is a mastery there. And I think that, you know, the the Desert Fathers are a great example of that too. You know, I, I, there was this abbot, um, you know, who some new people, some new monastics came to and they were like, you know, oh, but you're so wise, you know, you've been doing this for, for your entire life. Like, well, like what, are you, what do you struggle with the most? And he was like, prayer. Um, <laughs> And, you know, and it's like, yeah, prayer's hard. Yeah, and and it's like, and it's like, you know, he he's it's all that training, and you know, these Desert monastic fathers lived just long lives of devotion and training, and you know, battling the spiritual forces, and and I think that it's really interesting to see kind of the parallels with that of the, the Jedi. Yeah, and I think Yoda in particular, sort of as he's been doing this for 900 some odd years and still like you see throughout the trilogies like struggle not struggling with it but like his mastery comes from practice and like from active practice it's not sort of a passive oh he's done with like learning about the force so far uh, and clearly if you're no we said we weren't talking about any of the other trilogies besides the original but at least if you contrast the prequels and the original trilogies or even the original trilogies with some of the characters in the new trilogy you know you see that element of practice is something that keeps on getting discussed so to to kind of wrap up our discussion today you know i i think that one of the things we see in star wars is just this idea of the force and you know similarity with the the one story universe the two story universe and with the seven story with the seven story <laughs> and I, you know, and, and again, ch- check out that check out that article we mentioned. I, I really like just that whole yeah, idea. We'll put the link in the description. We will, and you know, just this idea of, of this conflict between religion and science, and, and and I think that's I think that's such a timeless timeless message, you know. And uh, and you know, I think back to like Tolkien and like Two Towers, like you know, like like uh, Isengard and the Death Star have a lot of similarities in my mind. You know, this this. This technology, and I think... Well, and technology at the perversion of nature, too, um, for the sake of sort of either draining or destroying in the search of power. Yeah, and and I think I think we're out of time today, but I think we want to discuss more kind of yeah. the balance of the force as well. Like, that's, that's just such an interesting concept yeah. and has so much to do with that as well. And... Dark, light, gray, all of that, but... That's more for a different time. There's so much that we could discuss. We could honestly make this a Star Wars and religion podcast if we ever <laughs> want to. But for right now, may the Force be with you. And with your spirits.